Welcome to another edition of USAV Bandwidth, where we talk everything from A to V and beyond. Of course, I'm joined with my illustrious co-host, Mr. Chris Salazar-Mangram, and we have a new hire here today. For the first time, Cheryl Walton is our new USAV Business Development Manager. So we are here today to talk with Cheryl, welcome her to the family, and just get to know her a little bit. Welcome to the party, Cheryl. Great to have you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So let's talk, you know, just professional background. You know, where are you coming from? Where have you been? What has life been like in the AV industry prior to USAV? Sure. So I started my AV career at Kramer Electronics in Clinton, New Jersey, where I was born and raised. Another Jersey. I know. I know. (laughs) My background is really in just various sales positions. So AV was very new when I started at Kramer and I really wanted to be an outside salesperson and was hired as inside sales and then became the inside sales manager shortly thereafter and was there for about 10 years in all various roles. My favorite was probably national sales where I was traveling all over the country, visiting like AVISPL, Whitlock, it was mostly all the largest integrators with brick and mortar across the country. So Troxel was also, you know, kind of lumped into that because they had such a national presence. So that was kind of my start in getting to know the AV industry. And then I um, moved on to Herman. So went to Herman Pro AV and was there for five years. They're a distributor, as hopefully most people watching know. And that brought me here. That brought me here. I was regional sales at Herman and and I met Patrick and Chris throughout those 15, 16 years because both of those positions were, and the manufacturer and distributor were part of the USAV group. Yeah, it's funny because Cheryl and I were talking this morning. I mean, it was over almost 10 years ago that, that we actually met down in Washington, D.C. At a, at a Kramer training event. So... That's right. And we were, I think our, we first met at one of the Infocoms in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That was during the USAV and PSA merger, or the acquisition with Chris Whitley, named Blast from the Past. I know. Well, shout out to him if he watches this. Right. I knew Chris very well. I met him, you know, early on at some of the USAV events. So it's kind of neat. Partners that actually of USAV that's been around. So a couple of powerhouses that you worked for now joining forces with us. So. That's awesome. Keeping it all in the family like we always do. Yeah, so very cool. Very cool. Well, welcome aboard. Let's have a little fun. I mean, well, two truths and a lie, Cheryl. Okay. I learned how to crochet in the pandemic. Wow. I am a huge and still fan of the Rocky movies. Cut me, Mick. Cut me. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran two Tough Mudders. Oh, so the lie, I'm going to say you learn how to crochet. That is the lie. That is oh, the lie. man. I want to know the Christmas sweater. Darn it. Oh. So you ran two Tough Mudders. That, is that the one with the electrodes that you have to run yes. through? Oh. Yeah, it's like a big obstacle course. Yeah, that was fun. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah, hey, you already checked that box, right? That's like what I said after I ran a triathlon. Yeah. Mm-mm. Which one's your favorite, Rocky? Yeah. I literally love them all. Four was the Russian, wasn't it? Was that four? Yes, that's probably my favorite. I was going to say Rocky Four is probably my favorite, but I love the first one too. 
the only reason I know Rocky is because it's from it's based in Philly. I mean, I'm just going to be. <laughs> yeah, hey, my my first time in Philly actually yeah, drove me by the statue, so I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, I took Chris through like a speedy tour of Philly, and, and the, the Rocky statue was on like you know it was a little drive by, like up oh, oh, there's a statue. Okay, wave. <laughs> Cheryl, should we flip the script on Patrick and have him do the two truths and a lie? Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, two truths Probably and a lie. Put you on the spot, and you'll see how hard. I've had two shoulder surgeries, two back surgeries. I've participated in three triathlons, and I like giraffes. <laughs> that was a, that was hard. You could tell that he he rarely lies. So that's a good quality, Patrick. That you'd never lie. That was hard. It's tough. I mean, I'm gonna say that you don't like giraffes. <laughs> their necks freak me out. I don't know. They're just too. They're too tall. Okay. And they, they have really long tongues too. <laughs> Do you ever feed a giraffe? The zoo we have here, it's one of the events you, you could like feed a giraffe and that, that tongue was like this long. I'm like, whoa. And you just feed them lettuce, but it's crazy. It is purple. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird looking color too. I don't know. I don't know how we got on giraffe tongues anyway, but. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, this is AV and beyond, right? That's AV and beyond. That's it, man. Yeah. Um, everything from A to V. So, Shara, what is your why? What, what drives you? What's your passion? That my dogs are happy. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. You know, it kind of is. I hate to say that so corny, but it really is. My why is to have a good life and be happy and for my dogs to be happy, for my family to be happy and, and friends. I feel that I wear my heart on my sleeve. I always have and I always will. And I just, you know, I like to do what I love. I'm borrowing this. I'm stealing it from an old manager of mine, but he always said, you know, have fun or it's not worth it. And I have now adapted that into my life. I think that's huge. And I love that. Yeah. Chris and I like to have a little, a little fun every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I share a very, yeah, very similar perspective, you know, the quality of life, you know, having fun is definitely up there. We always say we work hard and party harder. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, USAV PSA has been going through some transition with Matt Barnett, our new CEO, taking over for Bill Bozeman. Matt came in and, you know, started looking at the team and obviously in the past couple of months has made some changes with Chris and myself. And then we have since brought you on. And in all that change and transition, we've also worked on our five-year plan, both on the PSA side and the USAV side. And part of that was to kind of rethink our mission and vision. So our new vision now is be the rising tide. And that's what we're looking to do is be the rising tide of the low voltage technology industry as a whole. We, we were looking to promote business growth. And so, Cheryl, how do you think we as an organization can help our integrators be the rising tide? How can we rise the tide and, and you know, elevate all of our integrators to that next level? It's even a little higher than that, too. It's like the integrators, the manufacturer technology partners, it's the entire industries, right? So I like the uh, rising tide perspective of, hey, how do you raise the tide of just the industries? And it, it's what? The rising tide lifts all, all ships, right? Yeah. This is a loaded question. <laughs> I would say, you know, I think growing our offerings is a big deal. I think that's what I think our integrators are looking for. and giving more, you know, seeing our integrators grow within the industry is going to be huge, whether it's from acquisitions or it's from 
you know, them kind of reinventing themselves and looking for more offerings within their own companies or, you know, growing and learning more about different manufacturers. I think we see in the industry now, especially with there being so much on back order, right? And not being able to get products that, you know, kind of the little guy, people are looking at them now because they might have inventory or they're located in the United States or they're, you know, all these different things that are, you know, helping everyone move forward because jobs are happening. Things are opening up where people need the equipment and they don't have it. So they're looking at different manufacturers. So I think that's something that the USAV group can start doing is looking at, you know, having the big manufacturers help us kind of support the smaller manufacturers. And there's something to be said about competition. I honestly believe that and healthy competition. So I find that is a big thing. And I think everyone had to kind of reinvent themselves this past year in some way or another, whether it be, you know, everyone was selling a certain technology. Well, that technology went into the home now and that became so different. So I love that USAV and PSA have that five-year plan because if you asked me what my five-year plan was a year ago, <laughs> it would almost be, you know, how can you even think about, or I would never thought I'd be sitting at home for a year or more. So I love that we're still looking at, at moving forward and what's next, because that's hugely important for the whole industry. So, so you brought up a couple, and, you know, yeah, you brought up a couple of points there because you, uh, you talked about competition's good. And Chris and I always refer to it as co-opetition. You know, it's, you definitely need that. And when we were going through our five-year plan, we kept saying, how are we planning for five years when we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow? And, and, you know, yeah. but you have to have something out there to achieve to. And we know that it's going to be a living, working document that things are going to change and we're going to have to edit this plan, but you ultimately need something to work towards. Otherwise, like you said, if, if you're not growing then, and you're not changing and you're not going to be around in five years. Yeah, you touched on the offerings too, right? So just not only the integrators, the technology partners diversifying their own set of offerings, because we've heard at least over the last few years, achieving and growing RMR, that recurring monthly revenue, right? The subscription-based model of solutions installed not only on the security side, I think IT has done this forever, even the alarm business has done it quite a few uh, quite a long time, but even within AV, it's how do they get an RMR play. And I think the manufacturers now are starting to pivot, you know, their own models to create more software-based products that integrators can start installing so they can jump on that RMR bandwagon, but just that model itself. And so I think in the past, there may not have been as many, the technology may not have been there for our integrators to adopt and apply to an RMR model, but that shift I think is happening a lot faster than it was. So I think the RMR piece that you mentioned, the you know, more offerings, right? More of a different solutions model. You know, we've talked about the diversification of disciplines. That's people looking at, hey, if I was in commercial, I'll look at Resi now or instead of AV, do some more some security, some what did you call it? The the DAS? The DAS, yeah, distributed antenna system. A few of our guys are, are are heading that way, right? So, yeah, I think that's important, hugely important to start learning more about leveraging, building the awareness, making those connections, because I think that's what the power of what we do is make those connections and bridges and, and build out 
really the next phase in the evolution of multiple industries. Sure. And, and you know, with our integrators that focus mostly on corporate, they had no choice, right? And so many facilities closed where you are not in a boardroom, you're not in a conference room, you're not in an auditorium. It's opening back up now, but for six to eight months, everyone was saying, oh, what now? We have to come out with something new. So everyone was kind of, okay, what can we do now? And it it was cool. And the shift now is really hybrid based. It's We saw some people counting technology and solutions come Mm -hmm. out and the thermal scans when that was a thing. Who knows if it's going to be coming back, but the office environment just looks, feels, and it's just different. And it will continue to evolve. I mean, you know, gone are are going to be those cube farm days and there's going to be a lot more. If you're going to the office, you're going in to collaborate and have meetings. So what does that look like from a a technology perspective? It's all going to change and it's a huge opportunity for all of us. So I'm excited to see this growth. I'm just, I'm excited to have some technology in stock so people can sell more and buy more. I think everyone's (laughs) hoping for that and looking forward to that. So Mm -hmm. these are exciting times and ever-changing. It is. That's what keeps it fun. What about entertainment? So I, I saw one of the football games. When this comes out, it's probably going to be old, but I think it was the Carolina Panthers. They had this yes. augmented reality, or is a, you, you know what I'm talking about that that Panther. I watched it a few times because I'm like, who's seeing this? Am I seeing this real? <laughs> like in the stadium, was that real? Right. That's what I, I kept thinking to myself as well. You know. So I mean, how our, our live events and entertainment took a, a big hit. You know, I, we see that that's coming back to some degree, but it's the creativity now that I think is going to start evolving. And I mean, what bucket would you put that type of augmented reality in? Right? Is it IT? Is it AV? Entertainment? I mean, it. I think a lot of it's starting to blend together now. It is. I mean, because you have content creators that created that content, but then there's also people that had to like implement it. And there's a big team behind that with, with all different disciplines, for sure. What did they look up to find that? <laughs> what did they say? Like, right. I want a live panther. You know, I don't know. It was just a, That was really one of the coolest Somebody had a big idea happened. and then said, how yeah. can I make this happen? I want to yeah. see a 70-foot Patrick running around, Denver, <laughs> like climbing on buildings like... Uh, King Kong like or Spider-Man? King Kong. Or yeah, King or Kong, Spider-Man. Right? Yeah, I'll take Spider-Man instead of King Kong, I guess. We love having you as part of the team. We're excited to to grow this and lift lift the industry and, and, and raise the tide. And, and you're going to be a big player in, in helping us raise that tide. So thank you for uh, joining our team. As always, big shout out to our core sponsors here. Shore for the microphones, obviously. Chris and I are always uh, representing our Shore mics. <laughs> And thank you to Studio Pod for hosting us and producing the, these podcasts. So we, we really appreciate you guys. So once again, thank you for joining USAV Bandwidth, and we will see you guys real soon.